Welcome everyone to The Green Room, the podcast brought to you by the Newtown Players in Lexington Park, Maryland. I am your host, Stacey Oosterink, and we are continuing our conversation from our last episode. We have some of the most incredible guests. Um, They've been telling us all about, they're all younger guests, uh, all younger members of the Newtown Players, Um, and we, we kind of selected a board that was representative of the younger folks going into the performing arts, the performing arts which have just been decimated by the global pandemic and COVID-19. So let's pick up where we left off. I'm going to tell you who we've got. We've got Lauren Druello, who is a recent uh, graduate of Montclair State University. We have Brandon Marr, who is a recent graduate of Salisbury State University. We have uh, his brother, Colin Marr, who currently goes to the University of Maryland, Baltimore, and Bradley Oosterink. Yeah, that last name sounds familiar, who is a junior at Ryder University. And we have Azaria Rubio, who is uh, currently a sophomore at Saul, um, no, at Shenandoah University out in Winchester, Virginia. And our youngest member is Brianna Lemarice, who will be graduating from Choptakan High School and is planning to enter the, um, the world of the performing arts, which is fantastic and wonderful. Um, but we're talking about how the global pandemic last March, where were you when the word came down that, nope, everything's closed? the world ground to a halt. And we're going to pick right up where we left off. Well, yeah. And you, so you were all lined up. You had a job. You were ready to go. You were going to go work for Royal. I mean, I remember. So, so, right. So my daughter um, had the same experience. She's not a theater person, but no, I mean, she was out in Kansas, out in Kansas state and, and had to come home and no college graduation at all. Um, And we ended up actually pulling off a small college graduation ceremony in the Mars backyard. Um, Thank you to Brandon and Colin for being there to to applaud my daughter. Um, So, so, but okay, so you don't get that. But I remember talking to you and it was, I'm going to go work for Royal Caribbean. And I'm like, what's the timeline? And you were thinking September, October. Yeah, well, when I, so I had the job lined up to get on one of their shifts and uh, build the sets and run lights and sound for um, for their productions that they have on board, um, which was going to be a really cool experience. It was like seven months out on the water, and then it was two months where I came back, and then seven months out and ten, uh, two months in. So it was going to be this really cool thing. Um, and when I first, when I first got on with that, they said, you know, they said, yeah, you know, we're, it, I, I got the job in April or May. Like it was, it was shortly after everything shut down. It was like, oh, I think, you know, by the end of the summer, we'll be able to go out. End of July, we'll have you out there on the water. Um, July became September and then it became an indefinite end of the year. And then it became early 2021. Um, but at that point I had sought out other opportunities and began looking around for other things and spent a little bit of time working as a DoorDash driver trying to earn some money because <laughs> like the industry was shut, out, was shut down. Um, and then, uh, you know, ended up where I am now and things have, I've been very lucky to have things work out in that regard. But, but yeah, I did have, I did have something else lined up that totally just totally changed paths on me as in, in the midst of everything. And as this was all happening. Crazy, crazy. That's well, so you uh, I mean, so there's like just like Brianna, you've had something good happen come out of it, right? Um, you know, not 
everyone has had that experience. So, I mean, you got to kind of look for those things though. Right. Um, so Bradley, how about you? I mean, I, I, I know we were looking for, we, as your parents were looking forward to seeing you on stage and then you came home for spring break and said, I'm never leaving. No, you, <laughs> you said, I'm not allowed to go back. Um, and then I, eventually you went back, got your stuff and, um, but you were in the midst of a show, right? Yeah. Um, so I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but um, I was in a production um, at a local theater and um, we were supposed to open, I believe, the 27th of March, something like that. Um, and also it was about to be spring break just like everybody else pretty much. Um, but we were supposed to open on the 27th of March. Um, I think our last rehearsal was sometime around, it might've been today, to be honest. I think it was a Saturday rehearsal. So I think that makes sense. Anyway, um, it was on a weekend uh, and we were all like, okay, see you guys on Tuesday. And, uh, we didn't see anybody on Tuesday cause they said, uh, the co cause we rehearsed at a, a, a community college and, um, they, they closed down, um, same day as uh, my school had closed the day before, but, um, they closed down, um, on that Tuesday that, that fatal Tuesday that Brandon was talking about. Um, and, um, Obviously, that meant we couldn't rehearse or perform there um, until they opened back up. And so the show eventually got pushed to July, I believe. And we're planning to do, I think the show was supposed to be two weekends, and we were going to do the last one in July and the first weekend in August. Um, so that worked perfectly for me because I was going to move back up here and, you know, um, rehearse and work and stuff like that. But... Uh, obviously things didn't go the way people wanted this summer and, um, it didn't end up happening at all. Um, I was really bummed out about it. And, uh, obviously at that point I had gone through the whole, um, online class process for the semester in which I was taking, um, two dance classes, uh, in my, like, well, I started out taking them in my room and then I remembered what a horrible idea that was and took them in the basement like a, you know, like a sensible human being. But, um, but yeah, taking, taking ballet in my room in the morning and then taking jazz in the basement in the afternoon, it was, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a good time. I mean, I, I didn't particularly enjoy ballet before it was virtual, but I did, I had no idea what was coming. <laughs> um, but I, I don't, I, I, I try not to be too critical about it. Cause I know the professors and stuff were going through the same thing we were. And, uh, but obviously, uh, we move on and, um, I moved back up here over the summer worked and then, um, last semester. So the fall, um, all classes were virtual again. Um, and they like, um, <clears throat> sorry, they made the audition requirement for my program. They made it optional. Um, so 
because all of the shows they're putting on are virtual and um so they don't they're not requiring students to audition basically and um so I decided not to because I you know I'm just kind of a, I didn't particularly want to put all of my energy into like a virtual performance um just because I thought I could spend that time doing something more like growth worthy and you know bet- bettering the artistry you know um and kind of finding finding out stuff but um last semester I was just doing my classes I was taking 18 credits um it was really tough um <laughs> because uh I, I mean I had like three three gen ed classes I think so like I actually had to do like real work and it was terrible uh, <laughs> um but I had a dance class again, but it, it was much better last semester because we got everything figured out. And so overall, last semester didn't go too bad. But, you know, I, obviously the online classes and it taking so long for everything to get back to normal, like it, it tears you down over a little bit. But um, so it was hard to get through. And I was, you know, had a lot of work on and a lot of stuff on my plate, but got through it, came home for winter break had a good time with my family in our new home that I finally got to like stay in for a prolonged period of time um which was nice and um and now I'm back here just all still doing all online classes but um everything is much more smooth this semester and I think I think in general everybody is in much better spirits because there's a lot of hope right now so so um well okay so you did in fact so lauren and brandon got to do they did one semester of online class well like a half a semester right and um brad you did that half and then you did fall and now you're in spring and next year you'll be a senior and so how many normal semesters of in-person learning have you had since you started at rider one I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was just one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I got to have my college experience when I was at, um, FSU, obviously. Um, and like, I did have a a good time at FSU and made a lot of good friends and stuff. So I don't feel like I, I really missed out on college experience or anything at the moment. Um, not any more than anybody else, but, obviously, uh, joining a new program, I, I've definitely felt sometimes like I haven't gotten to see as many faces or like meet as many of the other people in my program as most people, because I only got a semester and a half to do that essentially. Um, but like I've met like my, I have roommates now that are like actually my age and stuff. So that's good. Um, I'm not hanging out with all the, the, the underclassmen anymore um but so i i've met a a lot more people now um in my new classes and um but it was it it was hard because i kind of felt like oh i don't actually know anybody because obviously i came in um with with the freshman class but i was a year ahead of them essentially and um so I was in all of their classes that in-person year, but now 
only some of them are in my classes and I don't, and, and a lot more people that are in my actual class are now, um, there's more of them around now. And I'm like, I don't know you people. <laughs> um, and, uh, I'm like, I, no, I don't have a lot of like friends in the classes, but I'm learning to like get to know people through the zoom world, which is actually pretty fun to like figure out. So. I'm going to, I'm going to add Colin cause he's your age and has kind of been through the same thing. Yeah. Pay attention, Colin. Um, so Colin, you are in a very similar situation to Brad in that you guys went virtual and then you stayed virtual and you're still virtual, right? And you're getting ready to go into your senior year. Yeah. I, I luckily had two and a half years in person here. And I didn't like switch colleges or anything like that, like Brad did, because I know how to commit to things, <laughs> which is why. <laughs> I don't. I didn't but, think this podcast was just going to be people like bashing me. I didn't know that's what it was going to well, be. Well, that's what okay. you get. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, like I mean, I don't feel like I've missed out on on the college experience. I've I was lucky enough to have been cast in shows here, in my time here that that were in person, and then one of those, of course, was canceled about a year ago today i remember being at the ntp banquet a year ago today and like telling people about how the show i was in that was supposed to open next week would just had gotten canceled and i was home and so and then that that show was the first devised show that i had ever been in so it was really exciting and the world came tumbling down and that was just an interesting experience because since we made the show ourselves we were able to talk about ideas of well we could still do this like we didn't have to pay for rights or there's no outline of the way we're supposed to do this but at that point it just was we didn't want to keep building up hope and so we eventually just kind of called it quits because at, at a certain point you just you have to realize like it's it's over you know and so yeah, I mean, right now we're we're doing an online show. It's going really well. Um, it's going a lot better than I thought it would be. We have um, some rehearsals in person because in our in our rehearsal studio, there's like a few of us that meet a night with our director to go over certain scenes. You know, we stay in our little boxes we have taped out on the floor, and we don't have to like rehearse blocking because the show is online. So. That's nice. One less thing to worry about. Um, Not that you remember your blocking anyway, Colin, speaking yeah, as your director. Yeah, I never write it down. But it's interesting because I, I took an auditioning and business class last semester with a professional actor and director who's, who's been working in the DMV area for 15 years. And we were talking about how the theater world is going to change even once it's back to normal, quote unquote, and how directors are realizing now that they probably don't need everybody in person for auditions, that we're probably still going to audition online and send in video. And so how that all is, is changing. And so while we've been online and it's not been what we're used to, it's, it's been nice to experience the change in progress and see how, how it's going to be. And so like, I've had to do auditions for, for a show here and like practices in class, performing scenes online with people that 
if that's how the world may still work later, that they may do online shows or recorded auditions to have that experience is still, it's still nice because even though it's, it's not the best situation, it may be the situation for a while. Yeah, that's great insight. Azaria, you're kind of a little, I mean, the, the difference here is you got a chance to go back to school uh, in person. So when did you, when did Shenandoah decide to go back in person? I mean, I'm assuming you got sent home in March, like everybody else. Yes. So I, um, well, I also, since I'm so young, I only had one in-person semester for college, <laughs> really before we left. Um, college at all, just one semester in person just, and then it's go home. Just one. And I remember being, I was like, I was so close to leaving. And I like got home and I was like, Ugh. so, um, I was really excited for this new semester because the last semester we we did we were like the collegiate premiere of something rotten we did parade as well and we had like jason robert brown there it was it, i was like we're doing things i'm doing this like it was absurd so we go back and like we're you know we're just starting and the show i was going to be working on wasn't until um later in the semester i had just started a new job um i'm a wardrobe consultant at men's warehouse and so i was living the dream i was really like happy um, I had just gotten hired for my first like professional summer stock gig in the summer. I was like the head of the wardrobe crew and you know, it's like small things, but like stuff like that is you have to start somewhere. And I had gotten incredibly sick actually the week before our spring break, I had bronchitis. It was, it was horrid. So honestly, most of this is really some weird like fever dream. I'm like, was it real? Was it, I see that face, Bradley. I see that phase, but it, it was horrible. Um, I didn't go to work. I didn't go to school. And I remember just like spring break had started. I was in my dorm room. I, I was going to stay there and I was going to go home. Like once I was feeling up to going home. And then I was like, okay, it, it doesn't seem like we're coming back after this. And I was also just like, I need someone to take care of me. Like, cause it was, it was that bad. And all my friends had gone and I was just like, yeah, I can't do this by myself. So I packed up like all my art supplies um, and all my stuff and I went home and honestly, something that I never, I never thought of was the challenge of how do you have a tech class with no shop? You don't have a, a scene shop. You don't have a costume shop. And like, not everybody has a sewing machine. Not everybody has power tools at home. And that was really a journey that like we went through because there's just no way to replicate that. And you can't teach somebody something without it being there. You can teach principles and foundations, but it was just, it was just really hard. Um, so at towards the, I worked the whole summer. Um, I was an essential worker, woo. So <laughs> I worked the whole summer. Um, and then by the end I was like, okay, I wanna, I wanna go back but I don't want to live in the dorm. So I was like, I'll start looking for apartments because they lifted, you know, the thing of like, oh, you have to live on campus for two years. So I was like, okay, I'll just live off campus. Like I have my own job. I pay for everything myself. It'll be fine. So I found an apartment um, that was really hard to hunt for places to live in a pandemic. Like that was something I never, it's already hard in its own right. And so anyways, they were like, okay, we're going back in person, which seemed mind boggling to me. And I was like, I mean, at least if I have to do school online, doing it from my own like home or space that I've created will be easier. But they, we went back and um, 
it was a hybrid. So some classes would be online, some would be in person, but they really like, we have surveillance testing. I have it like once a week, I have to get tested. Um, they're really, really strict and it's, it's, it's annoying sometimes for people that aren't, you know, considering the larger scale of, it's not just about you and yourself, but somehow they're doing it. And so I, I came back in the fall and I've been doing a hybrid of in-person online and I don't know how it's happening, but it is. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Cause, um. I mean, I know it's, you. like I said, you've had a little bit different experience. So all of you, I mean, obviously, look, there's good and bad, right? I mean, you, you figure out there are some things like auditions that you can do virtually, which will end up being more efficient. I, my own job, I work from home and can be efficient. Um, you know, um, I know that like Colin and Bradley both went back to, even though they're, they're 100% virtual, it was, we're not staying at home. We're leaving because being at home is a bummer and doing your dance class in your bedroom is no fun. And, you know, doing your voice lesson in your bedroom and having the dogs howl outside the door is no fun. That's a thing in our house anyway. Um, so you try to have some normalcy, but you have to know on some subconscious level that things aren't normal. Have any of you struggled like depression, mental, how's your mental health? How are you staying positive if you are? So, so I'm getting everybody. All right. So let's, let me ask. So, all right, we'll do show of hands. Um, and I'll relay, have any of you struggled with your mental health during this pandemic? That is a 100% return, ladies and gentlemen, that's all of these. That's all of them. Um, so let's talk about that. Let's who wants to go first. Step up. All right, Lauren, make it happen. That's my girl. Oh man. There's so much I can talk about this, but you know, like I mentioned earlier, I've been 10 years in the making working for towards a goal and to have it all just stop in an instant from a factor that you can't even control. Like who could have predicted that this could have, would have happened, you know, theater, and performing has been such a life source for me. It has been what has made me driven and ambitious and just so like, it, it was my fuel. And to have that just kind of taken away from you, I, I felt like I lost myself because so much of who I was, was what I did as a performer. So my self-identity was as a performer to, so to have that stop, I was like, who am I? And so I literally, you know, I graduated in May and I was like, what do I do? You know, I, I signed with an agency. Great. But what do I do? Our industry is shut down. So I literally like musicals couldn't watch them listen to them could not happen I literally had to like step away from the art that I've been practicing for 10 years and just like just stop stop singing stop acting just didn't want to do it because it just was not it just I just I just was so like avert from it um and so it just has been such a process of finding who I am outside of what I do and just getting to know myself on a deeper, deeper level than I had in the last 
you know, four years at college, because that was a journey in of itself as a person, as an artist, you know, going through rivers and valleys and mountains with that. Um, and then this was just this whole other beast. Um, and, you know, I think for a while I would see the negativity of it all be like, oh, this sucks and just dwell in that feeling and, you know, spiral as one does. And I, I really like let myself sit there as dark as it was sometimes. But then I remembered, I'm like, when will I ever have this time like in my life again, where the industry is on pause? Not like if, even if you think things are happening, they're really not. (laughs) Right, Um, right. And so like, even for me, like I was fortunate enough to, um, have a really good friend of mine reach out who um, is like a founder of this studio in New York called The Growing Studio. And they have classes for people who just graduated um, in the industry, you know, so there was acting for camera classes. There were, you know, resident director series with um, the resident directors for like Wicked and Mean Girls and all of those things. They're like, hey, do you want to monitor the classes for us? Do you essentially just like, you know, oversee the Zoom world? Uh, make sure that no one, you know, gets lost in the Zoomiverse and everything flows in the class. And I was like, yeah, sure. Cause I didn't, it was July, our industry was shut down. And I'm like, sure, I'll do that. And just to be able to sit in on classes with the people um, from casting offices, from the resident directors, from, you know, agents and get their um, viewpoint of what is happening. It was like, okay, I'm not crazy. Nothing is happening. I'm allowed to take this time for myself and spend it in however, which way I want to because no one's written a rule book on how to survive a pandemic. So I think everyone had this notion of like, oh, I'm gonna bake all this bread or I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna do this and all all of that. Um, So just giving myself the permission to one, admit that I was having mental struggles because I think that's part of it is like, we try to dismiss it and be like, oh no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. No, I was not fine. So accepting where I was being like, I can spend this time and I have this time to invest in myself and spend it in which whatever way that I want. And, you know, just, just be at peace with where I was, except that I was in my childhood bedroom, not doing what I wanted to do. And that's okay. And that is okay. So, you know, it's been a journey. I feel like I'm finally on the up and up, you know, I have my days, we all do, but you know, it's, it's finding my, it's been about finding who I was outside of what I did, loving that person and letting that person then move forward when we do come back, you know, lead the way and come into the grind as they call it of our industry in a more conscious place. Because I think we get so wrapped up in the grind. Oh, we're always grinding. We're always grinding. We're always grinding. But actors never get time off because you're always in lessons, you're always improving, you're always doing um, a voice lesson, you're doing classes, you're auditioning for your next job while you're maybe still working your next job. You have a supplemental job so that you can live and we never really have this time to just stop. You know, athletes get an off season, but actors, what is an off season? Right. So yeah, that was a really long explanation. No, that was was good. That was really good, Um, you know, Azaria, how about you? I mean, you you got physically ill and then 
it's you know the whole fever dream thing i mean that yeah. it had to, you had to go through kind of a almost a trying to reorder your world kind of deal i guess yeah it, it certainly was very much that because i got over being physically sick and then i was like i am here and i i am the oldest i still have two sisters that are children um one of them is 13 and the other one is 11 and so then i was at home with my two younger sisters god bless their you know they're wonderful but there's no peace there's no like my own space you know they're like in your room and like doing things and just being kids and that's fine and it was just like a whole new um world to kind of live in and i feel like not only was there a pandemic there was a whole like social cultural movement at the same time and i was exhausted and i was Honestly, the biggest struggle I had was why am I not creating? I should be creating. I should be doing things that tell a story. I should be like pushing just something. And I, and I just couldn't, I couldn't do anything, but just like lay in my room and just do nothing. And I, you know, I did, I did my classes and even just doing, like I had a studio class and even just painting felt like exhausting. I was like, we're, we're paint, I'm painting a scene, like a, this right now like this is what we're doing and I also had the struggle with like the arts is incredibly important but when all this was happening I felt like I was just doing nothing that was of worth to the world at that moment and it was just so so taxing and so hard um because in a moment where art is not the priority it, it makes me feel like I'm not the priority and that I'm, what I'm doing is not um of use or of purpose. And I've, I've come to the other side of that. And I've been like, no, that was not true. People were watching movies and people were doing things. And, you know, like people use that, are, are, you know, that a lot, but that was my biggest struggle is the internal battle of like, why am I not doing more or creating more or feeling artistic? And I think kind of to the same um, point as Lauren, like we're on this constant go. And sometimes I wonder like, how many people in our industry like would have burnt out sooner if they didn't have this time to really reflect um because we we burn out a lot physically and mentally and having to stop and take care of myself physically made me eventually realize that i had to do it mentally even though god it was it was really hard and i didn't want to but um yeah i don't know if that made any sense no it made perfect <laughs> sense it made it made perfect sense everybody's agreeing brad i'm gonna put you on the spot because well i kind of witnessed it you came home and you were creating like gangbusters i mean every day something new and a new technique and a new video and then it just stopped um you know i mean i'm used to you singing around the house all the time and you didn't sing for months yeah um when it first started um i think it was more of a the reason i was um singing so much creating those videos like trying all these different ideas is i think i was just trying i was trying to like squeeze every little like last drop out of it i could but eventually it gets to a point where it's it, it's it's just the same thing over and over again. Like you run out of ideas um, and you just long for something else, but you can't get anything else right now. So um, it's just definitely really, uh, really hard to stay inspired, I think. 
but I find that every once in a while I will get the inspiration to sing something, even if I don't record it or anything, um, just sing something that I've always wanted to or something like that. Um, and it, it helps. Um, but, um, there, there was, I, I would say like pretty much from about July to December, I wasn't really doing much of that because uh, I was kind of just drained and, um, all the singing I was doing, I was just like all I could conserve for like my voice lessons and my classes and stuff. I was like nothing extra because I just don't have the energy. Um, and you know, it got, uh, towards the end of the semester, it got really rough. Um, because I started, I started having like, um, you know, I, I, I just, mental breakdown is such a, such a explicit word, I feel like, but uh, that's what happened. I really, I just, I just kind of went off the rails a little bit. Um, I had life really put together. I was like working and stuff. And then all of a sudden I just like, everything went downhill really fast. And I was just feeling really down in the dumps, you know? Um, and I was nervous about everything. I, th- I mean, I think that's what kick started. That is, um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think some, something had happened. I heard, heard some news about, um, something i don't remember exactly what it was at this moment but it was in like october maybe early november um and it was something about it was something about the industry um there's something to do with the industry and like the timeline of coming back and it just like crushed me i don't know if it i it, it just i was just like that is so long in my head and i'm like well now it's a little bit closer um well, I think that's about the time that Dr. Fauci said we might be able to do something a year from now. You yeah. know, that's kind of what happened, I think. And and um, yeah, Colin, how about you? I mean, you got you and Brad have had a very similar trajectory other than you. You were you were in your program a little earlier, but um, you guys are the same age. You're very good friends, as if you couldn't tell from all the ribbing that goes on. Um but you, you two have had a very similar trajectory in that, you know, you kind of get your expectation up and then you're virtual, you know, and you're, on, you're at campus, but you're not on campus doing classes and seeing your peers' faces. And, you know, um, I know you guys played a lot of Xbox. Did that help to keep in touch? I mean, yes and no. <laughs> Cause like la- like over the summer, like I got a job at Target where I was working at four a.m. every day. So then I wasn't really on Xbox, but maybe that's why I was like not depressed anymore. But when then when I came back to school, <laughs> when I came back to school, I mean I don't know something about having to like do stuff that wasn't my choice made my mental health bad again. But I mean, like over the summer when we all got sent home, I didn't really do, I didn't like post videos or anything like that. Like I'm not full of myself like Brad, so I didn't do any of that. But like, 
I also I also can't sing, so I also was like, nobody wants to sit watch me. That, sit I mean, that's literally what I was gonna say. I was, I was like, there say, is, no there is a very me. large difference. There is a very large difference. Nobody wants to watch me do like a Shakespeare monologue for like four minutes. Exactly. That nobody like only my grandma is gonna watch. So I mean, like, yeah, it's it's just a totally different world, and like even. Like there were a lot of times where like we I skyped called with people from my school just because we were trying to like keep a hold of each other over the summer, and like eventually that kind of stopped just because everybody just was like drained, and like everyone had started off trying so hard because we were like oh this is gonna be great we'll be back in like three weeks, and then it was three months and now it's like three years so I mean it's. It's it's what it is. Yeah, it's hard. Um, so I've got Brandon. Brandon, um, Brandon, you. I mean, here's the thing: you didn't really have time, right? I mean, you kind of. I mean, you had the. I think you guys, you and Lauren, probably had the initial crushing of. Wait a second, where's my present? It's I got to graduation, and I got no gift. I got no diploma. I got nothing, and it kind of. St- but then your life took a completely different turn and you had to learn a whole new skill set. Um, you know, not just being a teacher, but now you've got to be a teacher and craft arts lessons for online learning. Cause you have no students. Did you even have time to be depressed? No. And that was the bad part of it. <laughs> Right. Um, so you probably, no, was, you probably had things manifest a completely different way. Oh yeah. Um, it was, I mean, it, I, I sort of got the, um, it was, it was the end of, it was the end of July when, um, I got set on the trajectory to, um, get in the teaching position. So from, from, and I, I finished classes in like the first week of May. So I had like these, like, almost three months where like typical summer vacation where I, I wasn't doing, um, I wasn't doing anything during this because typical summer break is like, Oh yes, it's the break. I've got all the stress from the semesters that builds up. So I've got this time now that I don't have to worry about anything. Um, but the unfortunate thing about this summer was that it had, it had a different kind of worry attached to it. Um, you know, I, I couldn't fill that summer with everything I usually did. Like I couldn't do the summer show that I would always do. I couldn't come back and do take part in that big musical that I always looked forward to every summer. Um, I couldn't get together with my friends from home who I only saw on winter and summer break. Um, so it was, it was, it was a different kind of worry that that summer had. <laughs> um, you know, it, it was, it was certainly interesting. Um, you know, it, so to ask if I if I had time to have mental health issues or anything, I did not have time, and that therefore led to mental health issues. Um, you know, and just wonder like you know, kind of like what everybody else has been saying and repeating it all of just you know not feeling like you know you were doing anything, and it was the whole thing of you know I had just graduated and I was like oh I can't wait to graduate head into the real world and do this stuff, and then there was no real world to head into. Um, so. <laughs> So it was, it was, so it was that whole idea of, well, if I don't have anything to head into, what am I doing? What am I doing now? You know, I, I, 
I, I didn't record those videos either. I didn't do any like songs or anything. I could record to post online, you know. And Brad you Collins. sing, you sing. So let's, let's, you know. Yeah. But I, you know, Brad Cullen and I had plans to do a trio song and then Brad surprised backed out. So that never happened. I um, did not back <laughs> out. First, I literally, you two just don't respond to me. But, but no, so I, so I never did, didn't do that stuff. Um, but so, yeah, so I didn't, you know, I didn't do one of that. And, you know, everybody who knows me knows I, I love having that applause. And so I didn't, I didn't search any of that out um, during everything, during all the shutdown. So, yeah, um, yeah. So, so it's like, you, you, it kind of feeds on itself, right? I mean, you're as a performer and look, I mean, I'm a performer. I mean, I, this is, this is a new, this is a new media for me. I mean, I've done radio and I've done stage and now I'm doing this. Um, but you need that feedback, right? So as a performer, you're thinking, oh my gosh, where does this come from? And you start out thinking, okay, this is cool. Like the Newtown players have done a marvelous job of having at first they had the at-home players and there were events to sign up for. And then I, they kind of tapered off because I think, I think you, it sounds to me like you guys all get to a point where you're like, I can't fake it anymore. I, I just don't have the energy. Brianna, I mean, you're being the youngest one. You got to be saying, what in the world am I getting myself into? I am, my junior year is jacked. The first half of my senior year is jacked. And oh, by the way, I'm on a trajectory to start learning about an industry that right now doesn't exist. Um, so, okay. So mentally, how do you wrap your head around that? How do you stay motivated or do you even try and you just give yourself permission to do the minimum? Yes. All right. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a mixture. I, um, a lot of like the problems I had was just from a lack of social interaction. Um, so I found ways to like get my fill so that I, I didn't decline as much as I could have, you know, like FaceTiming my friends whenever possible, Zooming, playing games, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that kind of restored my motivation as much as it could, you know, it's not, it's not a perfect fix, but it was enough for me to like say, okay, awesome. I have a voice lesson Friday. I need to practice for that. Or um, let me read up on this um, like theory or this uh, theater style so that I, I'm still learning, even though I don't wanna be doing anything but watching Netflix right now. You know, it. Um, yeah, I, I just had to push myself to, you know, refill my um, motivation and energy so that I could still want to follow this path. Yeah. So you really do have to become, I think a lot of actors are externally motivated people, right? You like to, um, maybe not act, but performers, because there's a definite difference. Performers are, are ex externally motivated. We do things because we get that reaction, right? There's nothing better than telling that joke and hearing everybody laugh because you know, it's funny. And if they don't laugh, then that's that's on you, right? But if you deliver it and they laugh, it's like yes, got them, right? So you have to you have to kind of flip the switch and figure out a way to be motivated internally. And for a lot of us, that's not 
our normal state of being, right? The other thing is, and I, I just, it's a quick answer. Um, look, I'm not, I'm not saying we don't need to put a mask on. I, let me make that very clear. I'm not one of those anti-maskers. However, um, have any of you, have any of you missed seeing smiling faces in person as much as I have? And just turn your mic on and say yes or no. Oh, yeah. absolutely. No. right so it's like you know i mean i love seeing all of you here you know what i would love more if we were all at the theater doing this in person so i don't know if any of you have experienced this but have has the being seeing faces behind a mask you're only seeing someone from the eyes up has that affected any of you the way it has affected me I miss a smile. You, okay, they can't hear you nodding. You're going to have to say, yeah, it does. Yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Colin just changed his answer. Um, <laughs> now I have to only see half of Colin's face. It's even better. Oh, there it is. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're kind of missing that. So, unfortunately, the worst half. <laughs> So um, we are early in 2021. We have vaccines rolling out. Um, and I want to know in one word, what are you feeling about going forward? Do you have an emotion for going forward? Brandon, you're a teacher. You give us a word. Oh, um, a theater teacher, not an English teacher. Vocab is <laughs> not my strongest suit. Um, uh, I mean, the obvious one is hope, but I also had hope last March. So I'm going to say it's hope times two because it's a little more amplified. Okay. Azaria, how about you? Overwhelmed, but like positive overwhelmed, like overwhelmed kind of. Okay. All right. That's good. Brianna, how about you? I am hesitantly hopeful. Okay. Lauren? I'm going to cheat and say two words, but grounded. oh, you could give me, you could give me two or 10, <laughs> whatever. Grounded optimism. So you don't, you don't want to get your hopes up too high. It's like, I, I'm still hopeful for the future, but having been through what we've been through this past year, you know, there is reality to it. So it's being grounded in the reality, but still remaining hopeful for what is to come. I changed my answer. That one's mine now too. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> We're just going to let, okay. Bradley, how about you? How are you feeling going forward? Um, cautiously optimistic. Okay. Um, hopeful, but not hopeful that I'm like going to crush my dreams type hopeful, you know, I'm not, get, I'm not getting my hopes up for anything crazy, but I'm just hoping for uh, some normalcy to return. So. And Colin, I mean, your life is amazing. You have a job that you absolutely adore now, right? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Get, give us your give us your word for going forward. Um, it's not a word, but a phrase of two steps forward, one step back. Just because I feel like we can only we can try and make things better, but at the same time, it's like not how it's gonna be. So, you know. 
that's a cha-cha if you will yeah you're dancing through life so to speak um all of you guys i can't thank you enough for coming on today for being so honest um i think it's important i think it's important that we all talk about we are in the worst mental health crisis of our generation um more people now are suffering from anxiety and depression and uh, you know, intrusive thoughts and suicidal ideologies. And um, they're, we don't talk about it and we need to talk about it because every, we're all, we really are all in this together. Um, so um, thank you all for coming on, for being honest, for sharing your story. Um, you all have to promise me that when things get to normal and you all hit your, um, five-year plan that you send me a ticket to come see your show or the show you're directing, Brandon, or your, you know, your movie that you're filming, Colin, you know, or um, Azaria, I want to see your one woman costuming exhibition, you know? Um, so thank you guys. I really, really appreciate your time. Um, and hey, you know, you're always, always welcome back to the Newtown player stage. You know that, right? Yeah. All right. Um, that's going to wrap it up for this very special edition of the Green Room. The Green Room has been created by the Newtown Players. It is hosted by me, Stacey Usterink. Our producers are Kenny Faison and Stacey Park. Jay McCulka is our recording engineer. Tim Joyce, who is doing the Lord's work, is our mixing engineer. The amazing um, intro song that you hear is composed and played by Hunter Martin. You can find the Newtown Players on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All you have to do is search for Newtown Players. That's Newtown, one word, with an E. Um, you can listen to The Green Room on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. And if you have an interesting idea for a future episode, all you got to do is email me podcast at newtownplayers.org, newtown with an E. Find us on the web at www.ntpshows.com. Thanks again for joining us in the green room. Bye-bye. <laughs>